how to avoid becoming a dropout statistic, UCAS application basics, and why it's okay to be uncomfortable. My name is Jonathan Tinnaker, and this is Better Uni Choices. This week, we look at the increasing problem of students not completing their degrees and how you can avoid becoming one of them with some self-care awareness, some financial planning, and some basic good decision-making. We also look at some important UCAS application basics and hear about the importance of being uncomfortable. So let's start off with how to avoid becoming a dropout statistic. Okay, so I really don't like the term dropout, but I wanted to get your attention. And non-completion rates or students leaving their degrees just didn't cut it as a headline. I promise I won't use it again. But here's the thing. Recent data released by the student loans company has revealed that the number of students who are not completing their degrees is on the rise, up around 28% over the last five years. This is not good. In human terms, that's nearly 42,000 young people who left their degrees last year uncompleted, carrying with them their student debts and doubtless a whole load of other unwanted baggage. And while there isn't always a single identifiable reason for leaving university, a separate study by King's College London found mental health as the leading reason, along with financial distress. And both of these factors are only going to get worse. Now, clearly no one starts at university with the intention of quitting halfway through, but the reality is that it happens for a large number of students. So, as you prepare for your own university journey, how can you prevent yourself from becoming one more statistic, one of the 40,000? Well, I have a few ideas that I'd like to share. Firstly, study something you enjoy and are good at. It may seem obvious, but all too often I speak to students and parents who are clear that they want to be studying something useful. Now, clearly there are certain professions where the degree you do is critical, but for most jobs, the subject you take is secondary to the skills you gain while studying it. A few weeks ago, I discussed the skills employers will be looking for over the coming five years. And guess what? You can build these skills through the study of almost any subject. So, why not study something you are genuinely interested in and will enjoy? To spend three or four years studying something you don't like and aren't interested in under the delusion that it will be useful is just plain madness and it will lead to trouble. If the stress and the misery doesn't make you quit the course, then the mindset that the habit creates will doubtless catch up with you in later life. Secondly, if you are studying to enter a profession, check out the profession and the course. Some of you will be planning to study a course specifically to enter a particular profession, like nursing, teaching, pharmacy or architecture. In this case, it's pretty obvious that you should be doing everything you can right now to make sure that this is the right profession for you. Again, it would be madness to study for three, four or even five years only to discover that you hate the job. So speak to people doing the job, shadow them, volunteer to help them, explore the career fully and make sure it's the right decision. But don't leave it at that. Look closely at the course itself. You still have to study it for three, four or five years. And if you don't enjoy it, will your commitment to the profession really be enough to see you through? You need to be confident that it's really worth it. Thirdly, choose a university to suit you, not others. If you listen to my last podcast, you'll know my views on the Russell Group. I studied at a Russell Group university, and I worked in a senior role at another. But I hate the idea that anyone would be pressured into studying at a particular university 
just because others think it's prestigious or a top university where the best students should go. So please, go your own way. Choose a university because it matches up to your priorities, your interests, your aspirations and your values, not because of what others expect of you. By all means, listen to ideas and advice from those who are there to help you. But living your life according to what others expect is yet another kind of madness. It will simply make you miserable because you will never be able to live up to that kind of expectation. Number four, look after your mental health. I'll be honest, my biggest fear for you and all young people across the world is the looming mental health crisis. Almost all of you listening will have had your education disrupted by COVID lockdowns at an age when you were least equipped to deal with it. There will be repercussions. Not for all of you, most of you will be just fine. But many of you will find the next stage of your lives deeply challenging. My question is this, how much pressure is too much pressure? You've had pressure on you over your last round of exams. You will have pressure on you for your next round of exams to secure your place at university. You'll then have pressure to do well at every stage at university. Some of this might be pressure from parents and teachers, but some will be from yourselves. So once again, how much pressure is too much pressure? Most of us need some kind of pressure to perform at our best, but there is a fine line between healthy pressure and unhealthy pressure. So I'll just put it out there. Perhaps the most ambitious choice isn't always the best choice. Perhaps the choice that means you have to be at your 100% best for every exam you ever take might not be the best thing for you. Perhaps it's okay to be at 90% sometimes, or even 50% from time to time. And if you're at 50%, will you still pass? Consider carefully your pressure limits and choose your course accordingly. Number five, consider your finances carefully. We all know that the rapidly increasing cost of living is a major problem for students right now. And this is compounded by the impact that the cost of living crisis is having on parents' finances. So for you, it is super important to have a full and honest discussion with your parents about money and to fully understand the student financial arrangements. Before you commit to university, you need to know, firstly, exactly how much will you be entitled to from your student finance authority? In the UK, this will depend on your parents' income and the country you live and study in. For international students, you may have sponsorship or some other source of finance. You need to know how much you're going to get. Secondly, you need to know exactly how much your parents will commit to financially supporting you. You want actual figures, not just a rough estimate. Then you can do your research. Check on living costs at the universities you are considering, work out a budget, and most importantly, work out what the shortfall is. You can then put in place measures to make up that shortfall, such as vacation or term time work. So, do your financial planning thoroughly, and don't let financial stresses ruin your university experience. Finally, if you cannot decide, the answer is no. This is a quote from Ravel Navikant, entrepreneur, investor, and a very wealthy man. He suggests this approach for the very biggest decisions in life, and it's directly applicable to your decisions about going to university. He points out that there are literally thousands of options available to you in terms of your future study and careers. 
But we humans are not really equipped to make decisions with such a huge range of options. Just a handful of generations ago, most people's career options could be counted on one hand. So as you consider your different options, at some point you might find yourself putting together a spreadsheet of pros and cons of each, trying to work out which option is best, or at least better. And it's at this point that the quote comes in. If the course you are planning to do isn't a clear yes for you, then stop. Take some time out and think again. You need to be certain. Consider taking a gap year. Have you ever met anyone who regretted taking a gap year? Nope, me neither. Perhaps look at degree apprenticeships and other options. There is even a website called Not Going to Uni, and it is literally full of everything that my Better Uni Choices website is not. Whatever you do, don't go to university if you are not sure. It is too big a commitment for that. I really hope that you can take some of these ideas and apply them to your decision making. Then maybe you can make sure you are not one of the 40,000, and instead that you thrive and succeed in your chosen course. And so we move on to this week's Did You Know? Well, you will know that you can apply for just five courses through UCAS. But if a university allows you to apply outside of UCAS, this can be in addition to your five choices. The same goes for applications to conservatoires and direct applications to foundation courses. These are all in addition to your main UCAS application. And if you have applied and realise you have made a mistake, you can change your applications within 14 days of the application being submitted simply by clicking on Change My Courses in UCAS Track. And this week, our quote of the week comes from Stephen Bartlett. He is founder, investor and host of Diary of a CEO podcast. You can predict someone's success in any area of their life by observing how willing and capable they are at dealing with discomfort. Well, it can be uncomfortable trying something new, going somewhere unfamiliar or meeting new people. But being uncomfortable is okay. It's just a way to find new things that you're good at, new places to enjoy and new people to become friends with. And the more you are okay about being uncomfortable, the more things you will discover and the further you will go. Now, I read this week that only 50% of podcasts are found through searches and algorithms. The other 50% are found through personal recommendations from friends. So, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and maybe even share the link on your social media. Coming up next week, how to get feedback on your UCAS personal statement. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>